my spinach puffs. Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 88, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. Welcome back to Inside Quotes. Jeremy, we have a pretty special episode today, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do the voice. <laughs> Boom, baby. That sounded like Joel Osteen there. <laughs> Boom, baby. <laughs> this episode is going off the rails, and I love it. For three easy payments, you can have your sins forgiven. I got to pay for my, my jet fuel, baby. He says baby a lot. I wouldn't know. <laughs> so we are recording in our living room together for the first time in a while. Last time we tried it, we had some technical difficulties. We'll see if it's any better this time. Recording live from Staples Studios. And it's also a very special episode because, Jeremy, don't we have a guest today? Oh, right. Goner, the guest. <laughs> the guest intended for the podcast today. Today's podcast guest, Connor Patterson. That guest? Yeah, that's the one. That's the, my worst crunk voice I've ever done. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Boom, baby. Welcome, Connor. <laughs> Connor, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks. It's good to be here. So, as I recall, Connor, you started listening to the show pretty hardcore this past year. Is that that's correct? That, that is correct. Okay. He was prepping for today's episode. I, I binge-listened. I binge <laughs> that's what happens when you get an office job. You get yeah. really into podcasts. That's what I found anyway. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> or you um, start someti- one. Someti- sometimes you listen to like a hundred and some episodes of a podcast in like a week. <laughs> so, I mean. It's 88. <laughs> We're getting there though. We, we love it when people just like binge the old episodes and like text us randomly just out of the blue. <laughs> like... Like, remember when you said that thing two years ago? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I feel like I'm that happened a couple times. To think of something. That you... I don't remember what you texted, but I remember we were in like a, a text chain of talking about the podcast, and then you're like, oh, by the way, Dibs on Emperor's New Groove, by the way. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we'll mark, we'll mark uh, you down for that I'm pretty sure one. it was following a comment about Emperor's New Groove not being very good. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's probably yeah okay i mean i Jonathan guess we should get into clean. it we should get into it um we on the show have what's called the iq test and one of the questions on the iq test is what in your opinion is a movie that's totally overrated and i have I'm, i must confess i have admitted on this podcast that emperor's new groove has been my answer to that question wrongly wrongly <laughs> Um, and all I can say is like, it was one of those movies that as a kid, I got like, it just got overhyped for me. And so everyone was talking about it, how funny it was, thought it was like the best movie ever. And so when I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, it was good. I liked it. And then that was kind of it. It's understandable. And for whatever reason, like, I know this movie should be like right up my alley for, and and it's not, I don't know why, like... It's so quotable. It's so funny. It has so many like memorable characters and scenes. And for <laughs> we whatever even reason, said what we're doing today. <laughs> for whatever reason, 
We're covering today Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Came out in 2000, I think. Made it made some money, not not a lot of money actually. But anyways, this has been my answer to that question and so I've been looking forward to this episode because I wanted to rewatch the movie and I wanted to give it a chance and see was I wrong? Stay tuned. Stick around to the end for my answer. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> I do I do have a story about this movie though. Okay. Um uh, but I don't know if you if you have any stories you guys want to get into about your childhood in this movie. I'll start with you, Jeremy, if you have one. I don't necessarily have a story in mind. I just this is probably one of the most like recess heavy quotes from kindergarten. Mm. Um <clears throat> I feel like I would just like jump off the jungle gym or something. I'd be like, hey everybody, watch this. Jump off the jungle gym and just be like, boom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not or, that lever. <laughs> <laughs> Why or do we like even a, have that lever? <laughs> just like random sounds, or um, uh, just like if you're getting chased or something, and somebody trips or something, and you're just like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> I was basically just obnoxious Cusco as a kindergartner, but I don't think I have that many memories. I just remember everyone being obsessed with it. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Do you have any stories, well, or do you remember the first time you saw the movie? I don't remember the first time I saw the movie, but I remember me and my dad always quoting it, and especially the part of this, somebody's throwing something. Somebody's throwing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we still, to this day, are any time that we're just sitting in silence, we'll just be like, somebody's throwing stuff. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good break in the... In the awkward silence. I and love that because nobody would like, it's just one of those, like, it's a generic line. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know what it's from. Connor literally pulled that. it over me, like, five minutes ago before we, I had no idea what it, <laughs> I thought you were talking about our neighbors. <clears throat> and we just watched this movie. <laughs> and this isn't necessarily, like, from the movie, but it makes, like, I have a memory tied to the scene where Kronk is sneaking and he's like, yeah. <laughs> He's doing his own theme music. <laughs> he's doing his own theme music, and he's sneaking around. <clears throat> and so my dad used to hide behind corners and stuff when I was a kid, and he would jump out and scare me. And so I thought that I was old enough to be able to scare him. And so I would be sneaking, and like that's playing in my head, and I'm like, da da And so I'm hiding behind a car and like sneaking around. Dad, I'm like, oh, Dad doesn't know I'm here. And I'm ready for him at the end of the car and I pop my head around the end of the car and he's already there and scares me instead <laughs> and I just fall back in fear paralysis and start <laughs> bawling my eyes out and this happened two or three times but all with it stuck in your head all with that stuck in my head <laughs> very strange memory tied to a scene that has nothing to do with it but sneaking and I was very bad at sneaking <laughs> I love that Connor's a guest for this episode because he's one of the guests that we love to have here on Inside Quotes because not only does he use these quotes in life, but he uses random noises and nonverbal sounds <laughs> as his Inside Quotes. And most people don't get it, but it's not for them, and I appreciate that. 
Like, that's the first thing. I was like, oh, what's like the first quote he's going to come out with before we watch the movie? And he just went off on the siren like... So, <laughs> props to Connor. <laughs> Deep inside quotes right there. Inside. Sound effects. <laughs> inside noises. So, um... Uh, you you said something earlier, and I was I was gonna follow up on it, but I can't remember what it was now. I threw off your groove. You threw off my groove. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I so before we started recording, I was like rewatching it after I got home from work, because I was gonna ask you guys like, okay, what is what does it mean? Like, what is his groove? What does that even mean? But I realized that's like defined in the movie, because like whenever Pacha is like walking up and he sees the old guy like hanging up in like the up but I don't know what he's stuck in. What what would you even call it? His that? underpants. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he's he's stuck like in some banner. like ropes and banners. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And he was like, "What are you doing up there?" He's like, "I threw off the emperor's groove." He's like, "You know, his rhythm of life, his pattern of behavior." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that he literally defines it. <laughs> oh, I was like cuz I was going to ask though, what what would you consider that? What does that mean? Like, oh, his groove. I think in um, other countries where they dubbed it for a different language, they couldn't use, they changed the title. I think for the Hungarian version, they had to change the title to something else to just take out groove because it didn't mean groove at all. Hmm. Are you really into Hungarian movies? <clears throat> just the Hungarian games. <laughs> Hungarian games. I love the Hungarian games, but the, <laughs> the book version. Yeah. <laughs> so... Going back to my story about this movie, um, probably one of the reasons this isn't a staple um, is because I don't remember which birthday it was. It was probably the year after this came out, and it was it was my birthday, and I got a card from good friends of the podcast, Paul Smith, and his Shout sister. And his sister was from Paul and Bethany, but inside the birthday card was like twenty five bucks or something. Cash. Cash Money City. Cha-ching! Bat okay. stacks. And inside the card, it was a note written from their mom, and it said, like, Happy birthday, Jonathan. Paul and Bethany wanted to buy you Emperor's New Groove, but we decided to give you the, the money and decide for yourself. Oh. Happy birthday. What, you know? And I specific I don't know what I did with the movie, but What'd I specifically... What'd you do? What'd you do? I specifically did not buy Emperor's New Groove oh, no. on VHS or DVD. And so I feel like that's why this isn't a staple because I didn't buy it and we didn't own this growing up. That's it's and so all we didn't your rewatch fault. it. It's it's my fault. What did you spend that on? Did, I don't know. Did Very you feel like good. you squandered your wealth? I probably. I mean, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to think what other movie I would have bought. Probably like Master of Disguise on DVD or something. Probably Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> it was definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty short movie. Is it like a hunt, like an hour and eleven minutes, something like that? Yeah, there's a lot going on in the hour and eleven minutes. It's so. crazy. It's pure chaos. That's a great way to put it. Actually, pure chaos. Yeah, you don't really know like where it's going next. Chefs, like. potions, <laughs> emperors, llamas. Good animated foods, let me just say. The bugs? The diner scene? Ooh. 
That pill awesome. bug? That steam? Bug. Yeah. That steam yeah. when they slap that sucker and it... Had that yellow goo in it? I would eat that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Tastes like chicken. Uh, even the broccoli. More broccoli. Um, Ooh, how long has that been in there? <laughs> uh, the spinach puffs, of course. And, but most importantly, the thing I wanted to ingest the most was actually the poison. And I, it's just such an electric pink. It's like the OG pink drink. It reminds me of uh, the injection uh, in Lilo and Stitch. You know, if they put in the, they stuck in a stitch. You know what I'm talking about? At the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Like the alien injection. That's what it reminds me of. You know the, you know the like bubblegum flavored penicillin? Ooh. It's good stuff. That's what it reminds me of. Yum, 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 yum. It's like, I feel like it's the same like viscosity. Mm. Like it'd be nice and thick. Well, tonight I made some spinach puffs. That's a good vocab word for the, for the episode. What? Viscosity? Is that what you said? Viscosity. Viscosity. But that's not in the not movie. in the movie. It's just for this episode. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Just always learning still all these years later. Well, if you want anything similar to the the pink drink, the pink poison that turns you into a llama, uh go ahead and get you a sparkling ice, kiwi strawberry flavored. Zero sugar with vitamins. Not sponsored. And antioxidants. Sounds like this. But it looks just like it. It it's so it looks bad for you for <laughs> sure. Brought to you by Spinach Puffs. <laughs> it's all <a> bunch of <laughs> Um Okay, so I don't know how much y'all researched about like the making of this movie. Um, but I've got an extensive history that I would like to before we dive into the actual movie itself. No, go for it. Go for it. The uh the history. Alright, so so we're all aware of the Disney Renaissance, right? So we've got Aladdin, we've got Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, uh, Mulan, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid um, and Pocahontas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady and the Tramp. Tar- did you say Tarzan? Lady and the Tramp was not the Renaissance, right? What was, wasn't that like the 70s? I don't know. Robin Hood. 70s? <laughs> You're just naming Disney movies. The Renaissance was in the 60s. C- Cinderella. <laughs> Snow White. Snow White. <laughs> What about Fantasia? Any fans? Crickets. <laughs> um. Anyways, Lilo and Stitch. I do. Now that's my Renaissance. Hashtag that's my Renaissance. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Not my Emperor's New Groove. Brother Bear. Treasure Planet. Oh my goodness, dude. Let me tell you something. Anyways, I want to focus on The Lion King because the co-director for that, his name. Also directed this movie, or did he? Uh, so he did such a good with Li- good job with Lion King that um, they actually wanted him to do this project called Kingdom of the Sun, which is going to be like an Incan version, Incan version of like Prince and the Pauper, mm-hmm. sort of like that. Um, and he had been working on this huge project for like. Since 1994, like right after Lion King, and he had the date of like 2000 to come out. Um, and it was originally going to have David Spade as like they this movie turned into Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Um, they were originally going to do it as like a serious musical, and they called it Kingdom of the Sun. 
had David Spade, but instead of John Goodman as Pacha, it was Owen Wilson. Hmm. And they were supposed to play like wow. identical princes, but one of them was the pauper. Gotcha. Um, and <laughs> no Kronk, of course, but uh-huh. that was that was that was the first mistake that they made. The movie, yeah. yeah, didn't didn't end up working out. They didn't meet the deadlines, and the director asked for more time so we can get it more. Um, and they wouldn't give it to him, so he left the project <laughs> and ended up doing that like Prince and the Popper Mickey movie from like the straight to DVD or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that was that new. Hmm. What? That's like, I mean, I didn't know that was like that movie. Seems like it's old. Um, let me tell you but... something, Connor. This movie is twenty three years old. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> Anyways, um. So what what's his name? Do you have it on there? Roger Allers. Roger Allers. Yeah. All- Allers. Sure. That's that, what I that's was thinking him. of. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he left the project. Um. And they were kind of like dead in the water. So they're like, "What are we gonna do?" I mean, they kind of like gave up on the serious musical because Hercules kind of flopped in theaters, even though it's great. Pocahontas didn't do so well. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, great movie, didn't do so hot, and that was more of a serious musical as well. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "I think." The Renaissance is over, kind of. Well, they didn't think of it as the Renaissance, but they're like, we're not making money off these types of movies anymore. So they just decided to just switch it up and make it a funny comedy, like a buddy comedy about the Incan, Incan Empire. Mm-hmm. Well, well, guess who else was doing a buddy comedy animated feature about the Incan, Incan Empire? Uh, DreamWorks Animation Studio, of course, with El Dorado. Yeah, the road to El Dorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of ties everything back to Jeffrey Katzenberg and the classic debacle of Bugs Life and Ants and stuff, and how he left Pixar. Um, and Pixar already had three movies out at this time with better technology, so they were just like, "What are we gonna do?" So they tried to salvage it the their the best they could, and uh. It ended up coming up with this masterpiece of yeah. Emperor's New Groove. Much, much different than the Super original Super impressed. This is, I say this only because it's interesting, but more importantly, it's the real reason why the Sting song at the end credits yes. was so out of place. Because Sting was supposed to be like the Elton John or the Phil Collins for Kingdom of the Sun. And he had actually written eight, eight or nine songs for that movie already. So they just like met him at his yeah. house and was like, uh, hey, Sting, uh, we, we're not doing that movie anymore. We're changing it up. And <laughs> That's it, tough it, for Sting. Really, we're just going to use one of them in the end credits. Um, I think they made like a documentary about that too. That really there, Sting. I, I did it. read about this because, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> so uh, when Sting like signed on to do the movie and it was like this long period of production. This, like they, six they, years. Yeah. They, not, like, that's a really long time like, for an animated movie. Like after Lion King, they were like, oh, what do you want to work on next? And so they started planning this one. And he like signed on and he said he would do it on the condition that he let his like his wife do a documentary film about like the production of the film. And it's the the documentary did come out like a couple years after the movie did. It's called The Sweatbox. And it's like a very from what I've read about it, like it's a very like revealing look at like behind the scenes of Disney animation and like the different creative struggles between the creators and the studio and all that. And 
So yeah, I want I want to watch that, but yeah, and and also just seeing how everything like fell apart of like him going from doing like all the songs to like, oh, we're gonna use like a couple, but most of these songs you've written like don't even <laughs> apply to our movie anymore. Yeah, because the song's <laughs> called "My Friend, My Funny Friend and Me," which it was, would go great with like the Prince and the Popper story, because yeah. he wrote it for that story. I guess I mean like we we. We're watching the movie the other night, and it's like, oh, it gets to the end. It's like, oh, it's so fun and happy, and then all of a sudden, it just cuts to the credits, and it's just like, this song is an absolute vibe killer. <laughs> it was like it ends so happy, and then it's just like serious song. Yeah. I mean, it, and they basically just kind of had to because they had this agreement with him. Like they just kind of had yeah. to shoehorn it in and like use it in some way. So like that's Sting- why it's very clumsily just like thrown over the credits. Sting said, "There's no option." My song will play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it ended up being better with all these. I mean, I would love to see a musical version, like because this clearly has like the worst music of any Disney movie I've ever seen. Okay, that's a bold statement. I mean, it's not. But it's there's not just that no great. music. Connor, well, what do, what do you think about the music? I in mean, this movie? I mean the the song for Cusco. That's good. That, I, I mean, the, that's great. The, the opening, opening song, song um, best original. The theme song guy, great. Hands character. down. Yeah. Tom Jones. <laughs> that actually made Sting really mad because he was like, "This character is meant for somebody younger than me," and he's like, "I will get Tom Jones." He's like eighty. Yeah, he's older <laughs> than Sting. Um, I was looking at the Spotify, um, and one of the songs, "Walk the Llama Llama." I saw that. By Rascal Flats. By Rascal it's Flats. It's so bad. It's terrible. It's not. I was so surprised to see that on there because I didn't think they were really around that early. Life is a Highway has oh, nothing on that. No but, way. <laughs> well, Rascal Flats was like 1998. Me and my gang. 1998. Okay. Pretty uh, sure. I just didn't remember any Rascal Flats songs playing in this movie. And actually, when I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify, I was like, I don't remember none of these songs. Hardly any of this. Like, was in the movie they just like play them in the background but turn the volume all the way down like you guess um this guy who did the score also did chicken little i think john debney he's done yeah he's he's done a lot of um different movies music doesn't isn't really hitting so hard compared to i mean we're not if we don't even want to compare it to the renaissance you compare it to brother bear Compare it to Treasure Planet. Compare it to Dinosaur, even. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur. <laughs> Don't compare it to Dinosaur. I never, I never saw that movie. Um, compare it to... Uh, How have you not seen Dinosaur? Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I feel bad. Connor's always telling me about all these movies. I'm like, I, I haven't mean, seen that one. Okay, half the time he's like, bro, have you seen Storks? <laughs> Which came out in 2016. <laughs> well, Dinosaur was one of those movies that's like... You don't watch it because it's good. Yeah. You watch it because you got it. <laughs> and it's got dinosaurs. I watched it. I, we, and you're yeah. like, they look real. And you're like, but why do they not look real? But it's not scary enough. Like, it's not too scary like Jurassic Park. You're like, why is this dinosaur smiling? <laughs> and it kind of looks real. But compared to today's animation, nah. <laughs> I, I want to go back to what he said, because I think he said something really profound. You yeah. watched it because you got it. Like, how many movies did you watch just because you owned it? Bro, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> we watch it because we got it. You watched it because you got it. That was... We scare because we care. <laughs> I mean, 
there was a time that we didn't have cable or anything, and so all we mm-hmm. literally all we did was just pop in VHSs yeah. and like whatever. And then you were really special when you when you had them on DVD. Yeah, and that's when it was special because yeah. you had the combo VHS DVD player. Yep. Oh, you could just go back and forth. Yep. Like, what do you remember? What your last VHS tape you ever purchased? Because I hmm. I came across this last episode. I don't have a clue. I we had we had all the original Disney like the point where like the cases get all like brittle and they're like cracking Broken and falling and apart. And, like they dude, don't even close right anymore and the VHS just falls out. Dude, the smell of a plastic VHS tape case. Put that in a candle, do. <laughs> Yankee candle. <laughs> Yankee candle. Nothing like the rage you feel when you pop that VHS in there and it's on the credits. That's the worst. Mm. Be kind, rewind. So I think I pretty much covered the history and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew that there was a troubled like production, like that it went through all these different changes and whatnot. Um I'm just so surprised that it turned out so well. Yeah. It's such I mean, a different like vibe than all the other movies that it's so yeah. like it marked a moment in my brain that I was like, oh, this is a new Disney movie. Yes. Like, all the other ones to me were like, oh, these are the old, like, classic. Tale is old as time. The classic Disney movies. And this and Finding Nemo Mm -hmm. and all of the new, it it just, it rolled into the, what I considered the new Disney movies. And even though. Spoken like a true zillennial. I was, what, four years old? Yep. When this came out, I was still like, ah, this is new. Yeah, you noticed. I think one of the reasons the movie has aged so well, particularly with our generation, is like the meta humor and like the self-aware humor. Like fourth breaking, wall breaks, breaking the yeah. fourth wall. Like, I was thinking about that before recording. Like, this might have been like my first introduction to that type of humor. Yeah. Like, I, I'm... It probably wasn't the first. It's not. I mean, Lion King one and a half. I don't know when that one came out. But. That was after. <clears throat> I mean, it took place before, but it was after. Sure, sure. Like I know that this wasn't the first movie to ever do that. I just feel like it was probably one of the first movies I saw kind of do that, and it kind of noticing that. I don't know the first time. You're telling That's me not... you didn't watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air as an eight year old? No. No. Oh. No. We watched that one later. <laughs> we saw the reruns. <laughs> Talking about the last. VHS you bought the first DVD I think I remember that was personally my DVD mm-hmm. was Kronk's New Groove. Hey, New Groove. now we'll get to that later. I want I want you to give a full summary of that because Jonathan's <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> um, but we need to talk about the first one first. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, we'll get we'll get to the sequence. Um, okay, so let me. Should we start out with the IQ test or the? Do you, you want to start over? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> run it back. You want to start like, out with the IQ test? I feel like a IQ test at the beginning. Mid, get, get, let, let's let the listener get to know Connor before okay. he gives his opinions and okay. stuff. Okay. You know. Wow. All right, Connor, you're a longtime listener. You know which questions I'm about to ask. It's called the IQ test. It stands for inside quotes. There's no wrong answers. These are just based on your movie watching experience in your childhood. All right. All right. All right. First question. What was the first movie you saw in theaters? Do you remember? I wish I knew. You don't remember. I do not remember. My mother, I asked my mother what the first movie I watched in Mm -hmm. theaters was, and she said, 
It probably came out in 1998 because I feel like the first time that I took you to the theaters was when you were two years old. Mm. And so there's some options. There's some options there. All right. Here, here are the movies. Here's some of the kids' movies that came out in 1998. The Parent Trap. Not as a no. two-year-old. Are you serious? Did you see Polly? No. <laughs> Polly <laughs> is good one. Polly is the definition of a movie you watch because you got it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Got it. <laughs> watch that a lot. Watch it because you got it. <laughs> watch it because you got it. Uh, Mighty Joe Young, Prince of Egypt, Babe, Pig in the City, uh, Quest for Camelot. I've never seen that one. Mulan. Did oh, you see Mulan? That's it. it. It was probably Prince of Egypt. Okay. That's a, such a good one to it's, be first. It's wild. I mean, just because it's in the Bible. Yeah. You know? I just think, I mean, we might be biased here, cause we, uh, but I genuinely believe that Prince of Egypt is like my favorite, the best animated feature. It's hmm. one of the best soundtracks to be in a movie that's, that's, that's ever been. Anyways, if you want to listen to our Prince of Egypt episode, go do that. Do it. All right, uh, question number two. It's inconclusive. <laughs> Let's just go with we'll, Prince of Egypt. We'll go with, we'll go with Prince of Egypt. For, yeah, fair fair we'll, enough. We'll assign that one to you. I apologize. Uh, you second question. You were two. Did your family go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or some other alternative in Kentucky? Blo- Blockbuster. Blockbuster. That, was, that was the only option. Did your town have a Hollywood video? No, you said no. There's okay. some fa- there were some family videos up here. The the Blockbuster, I'm pretty sure, turned into a family video. Okay. After Blockbuster went out of business, it turned into a family video, and then it went out of business. <laughs> so there was no winning for the movie stores. Yeah. There you go. All right, question number three. What is the craziest snack you've ever snuck into the theaters? I mean, it's it's not very crazy, but Taco Bell has to go into the theaters. You just, sure, it's a good you answer. Just, you just solid, swing, solid you just tip. swing by Taco Bell, and you can get a Crunchwrap Supreme, and mm-hmm. you be crunching in the theater. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the of just movie theater popcorn, so mm-hmm. that that was usually yeah. I mean, we ask this question because it's fun. Yeah, but we also are patrons of of the snack counter for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, just know we have a full-on Chipotle burrito as well. As well, <laughs> yes, yes. And then there's you bring McDonald's and you got your McDouble <laughs> yeah. and your McChicken and mm-hmm. you make the sandwich with both of those. <laughs> uh, next question: Do you watch movies with subtitles or without them? With subtitles, for sure. Okay, you you got to know what they're saying. I wonder if yeah. that's like a thing you start to prefer once you're like in your 20s probably when you can't hear correctly anymore (laughs) what is it what what did he just say or you got someone in the other room telling you to keep it down so you're like okay yeah Yeah, that enrages me that was basically thing is when they're like you can't even hear what they're saying and someone's like turn it down and you're like (laughs) i already can't hear it I'm already reading this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's basically us going to bed, and we're like, all right, Jeremy, go to bed. Okay. Most kids are playing like their DS under the sheets and stuff or sneaking out like cool kids. I'm just like. <laughs> Got the VHS with the subtitles. I memorized the entire movie of Country Bears. <laughs> 
By reading it alone. By reading. <laughs> All right, next question. What movie, in your opinion, is totally overrated? Now, we've already addressed what my answer to this question was. <laughs> um, is there a movie like that for you? That, like, people told you about it, you watched it, and you're like, hmm, it's okay. Feel free to look at the it was TV a di- show. It was Dinosaur, right? You watched it because you got it. <laughs> I mean, dinosaur. You gotta watch it, but it wasn't overrated at all. (laughs) (laughs) That movie had no rating. It wasn't. It wasn't overrated or underrated. It was just rated. (laughs) I mean, Fiddler on the Roof isn't necessarily (laughs) (laughs) okay. Fiddler on the Roof. My issue with this movie, like, it's not necessarily that it. It's got this great hype to it or it's so high rated or anything but my issue came with it when Rachel was like you have to watch this movie Rachel's my wife she's like you have to watch this movie it's so good and I'm like okay okay." and then I see that it's three hours long and I'm like ouch (laughs) and then we start watching it and I'm like haha funny if I were a rich man (laughs) and I'm watching it and then the whole movie plays out, and you're like, what is going on? This is just some dude living in a village's life. Uh-huh. And then it ends with them just leaving. Yeah. Okay, and that's happy. where it's not happy. It's a depressing. It's depressing. Sure. And you're just upset. It leaves you one. After three hours, you're left unhappy. Yeah. And so that, that movie is not a good movie to watch. In my opinion, and it is overrated. And then Rachel made you go see it live in Kentucky. (laughs) Honestly, starring me, the play was better. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I was gonna say the ending of Fiddler on the Roof is about as good, it's about as happy as the ending song of Emperor's New Groove. (laughs) It leaves you with the same feelings. (laughs) Basically, Act Two of the movie is the Sting song. (laughs) If it just ended after the first act, it'd be okay. You're happy when you leave. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, Connor must not have gotten the deeper meaning of that movie, but that's okay. <laughs> so what So what happened when we did an episode on that one? Did you skip that one? No, I listened. Okay. I he, listened faithfully. He's a true fan. True fan. As a true fan would. <laughs> Here's an, okay. Did you listen to Crocodile Dundee 3? <laughs> that one just came out. Uh, I haven't had a chance yet. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We fully expect nobody to click on that one because they haven't seen Crocodile <laughs> Dundee 3. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> I have not seen Crocodile Dundee 3, nor mm. have I listened to the podcast on it yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, and then the final question of the IQ test is another food-related question, but it's if money is no object, what movie theater snacks are you purchasing from the concessions? The theater. The theater. <laughs> I'm just going to buy them out. Because then once you buy the snack bar, you can sell snacks from the snack bar. Mm. And then you can make a profit. Here's a follow-up question. You purchased the theater. Um, what additions to the menu are you making? Ooh. Like what, what would you want them to be serving? Oh, they're having a sushi, sushi bar. Like, sushi bar. <laughs> for sure. That's a good idea. Sushi bar, poke bowls, all the, all the raw fish, all the good things. <laughs> raw fish in a movie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. 
like it. There's going to be a specially trained hibachi chef. Just <laughs> just clanging in the just, back of the movie. <laughs> Shut up, Andy! <laughs> it's actually Kronk. <laughs> Order up. Well, I just tallied up all your answers, and you got a 42 on the IQ test, which is a perfect score. Woo! A perfect score? Perfect score. Wow. Sometimes it's just a passing score, but this, it's, actually a, it's actually a perfect score. Yeah. I'm so honored. Because it's a perfect number. Well, usually this is the part where we thank you for being on the show, but we still got to talk about this movie. Yeah. With Connor while he's here. So thanks for being on the show. Let's talk some more. What the? How long has that been there? Okay, so uh, I have a, another confession to make about this movie. Um, I have not seen this movie in a very long time. I probably have not seen this since the early 2000s. Okay, so when we were watching this, I completely forgot that Cusco was a human and gets turned into a llama. <laughs> Do you think he just started as a llama? I just thought he was a llama. <laughs> Like, I know I knew that. It's just one of those things I haven't what? thought about the movie in so long that I just always think of the llama that, like, when it started out with him, I was like, oh, yeah, he gets, like, turned into a llama. Like, I've forgotten that plot detail. Honestly, I think he looks better as a llama. the entire plot of the movie? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the detail I forgot about. Just details. Details, baby. I'm telling you, I'm not a true fan of this movie. I admit it. I'm that's sorry. That's fine. That's right. fine. Which Cusco do you but prefer? Llama w- Cusco or regular Cusco? There's two regular Cuscos. Beginning, jerk Cusco, in the end. Well, that what is, a story arc. You have to take both into consideration when making this decision. All right. And both, because he was both a bad llama and a good llama. That's true. Yeah. I, I was trying to think about like what, what made this movie not stand out to me as like one that I liked. And I was, I'm considering it being like Cusco not being a good character. That mm. may have bothered me as a kid. I don't know for sure. I just feel like there's not that many Disney movies where, like, the main character is just, like, not a good guy. <laughs> like, he's just, like, totally like selfish. villain, or one of the villains, is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I know he has, like, his, like, redemption arc throughout the story, but just, like, throughout the whole thing, he's just, like, a total jerk and, like, wants to tear down Pacha's village. So, I, I don't know. That might be it. But, I don't know. Can you think of other like Disney movies that are like that? There's some that are from like the villain's point of view and they're mm-hmm. the main character, but they're not there's not as many. I feel like that's one of the things that makes makes this movie unique is that he's the main character. He is the protagonist, but he's also I don't know, I guess just cuz he has character flaws, but it's more than character flaws. Like he's, he's not just, a good dude. Yeah, he's he's horrible. not nice. He's yeah. not good. Okay, now that puts it in perspective for two things, two people. Isma really wasn't that out of place. I mean, he deserved it. <laughs> Although she went about it the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Second, if I were Pacha, I'd be like, "All right, give me a room in your palace. I'm tired of walking up this <laughs> steep hill every room single in your day." Palace. <laughs> yeah. All I noticed was that the landscape in this area, Peru, I think, mm-hmm. everything's so stinking steep. Yeah. <laughs> I walked uphill both ways to school every day. In the snow? In the snow. Even though it's a tropical environment. <laughs> it it did put into perspective, like, it made sure that you knew Yzma was a worse person. 
yes. with the little guy that's like Cusco was willing to treat people like crap, but he wasn't gonna kill anybody. That's true. You think Kronk did it on purpose and he was playing like the Darth Jar Jar <laughs> Darth Jar Jar idea? Like he was secretly smart the whole time. Hmm. And he didn't want to kill him, so he turned it into the llama. See, just like with Jar Jar, I feel like that ruins the character. Like, I like his character as is. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's truly an idiot. <laughs> That's good. Um, This is magic, but it's scientific at the same time. Hmm. Like, she's making magic potions, but she's concocting this in a scientific lab mm-hmm. with lab coats and everything. What is, what is, the, is, is it magic or is it science? What do y'all think? Yes. Moving on. Understood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Also, I mean, is she just they don't making really... random like essence of other animals? I, I also never them? noticed that she was like, that's extract of llama. <laughs> like, it, it's actually extract of an animal, not just like, oh, that's llama potion. Is it blood? That, what is it? That's what extract of... Also... Wouldn't they be different colors if they're like? Yeah, why are they all bright electric pink? <laughs> they're just magic. Just putting Gatorade powder, neon bright bubblegum pink. <laughs> I I don't know that it's magic necessarily because it never says. I mean, I gotta, it just clearly they I mean, just turn instantly into that animal. There's it, also it looks like magic. there's also like the sparkly puff of pink that's like. Poof. Yeah, okay. I mean that's that could be a chemical reaction. You but just don't like hear her like saying like any spells as she's like stirring mm-hmm. her cauldron. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it just the effects yeah. are magical. Yeah, but it's a scientific situation. Mm. Anyways, yeah, I would I would drink if you were to drink any of the potions, Connor. What animal potion slash extract would you drink? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I would probably drink a bird's. So you could fly. So I could fly. Or like a or like a gorilla, and then just throw stuff. (laughs) Okay, that'd be fun too. Because then you could climb really well, and like you could climb, you could reenact King Kong, and like. Would you have to? (laughs) Would you? Um. This would be a permanent switch, by the way. There's no antidote. Permanent switch. Yeah. Like, do you go for longevity? Like, do you just go on and pop the tortoise? Like, I don't know, because tortoise with that, I don't know if that'd be that fun. It wouldn't be very fun. Mm You can't skydive as a tortoise. You can't. What animal would you be, Jonathan? Um, I don't know. I'm leaning towards something that either flies or or swims. I don't Swim? Like something in the water. A little swimmy guy? Maybe. Like a swordfish? Maybe like a shark or something. A duck and do both. Sure. Shark would be cool. <laughs> a duck. I just watched quack, quack, Jonathan. <laughs> quack, quack, everybody. <laughs> Ducks do both. I'll be a duck. Mighty duck, baby. <laughs> I'm a duck. Bombay. <laughs> Bombay, okay, that might be a similar character to Cusco. Because like, yeah. he's the main character in the first Mighty Ducks movie. Disney and, and as he's, well. And he's a scumbag. Yep. And he has a redemption arc. But like, I didn't like the first Mighty Ducks as much. It's like Meet the Robinsons. It's not a main character, but... Right. The side yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. It's a good movie though. His little brother. Mm-hmm. That's not his little brother. It's just the other kid at the orphanage. Goob. Goob. Uh. <laughs> Classic. 
But uh, going back to the potions, you had a a discussion topic for us, to, did you not? You mentioned at the beginning. Well, it was... The, did we talk about it already? Yeah, we kind of already got into it. It was like, I wonder what it tastes like. Like, mm-hmm. does each one taste like the animal that it comes from, since it's mm-hmm. extract of that animal? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, vanilla extract tastes like vanilla. Because what else would it taste like? Does extract of llama taste like llama? Well, they do get f- imitation vanilla from a gland from a beaver butt. If you didn't know that, that's very true. Fair enough. The way you said very true, I don't believe you. <laughs> By the um, way, fact check it. Very true. It's very true. Um, so if you don't ever eat imitation vanilla. I would have learned that last night. <laughs> so would you choose the potion of extract of beaver? No. So you wouldn't pick a llama, though? You wouldn't want to be I, a llama? A llama seems so impractical. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. It's like it's almost like being a sheep. Like, have you seen the videos of sheep getting sheared? <laughs> Not more videos. <laughs> yeah. More videos. No, I've seen those. The those sheep, they just manhandle them suckers. Uh, they just are rolling them things around, mm-hmm. shaving them. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, that would be that'd be a pretty tough life to be a sheep. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I I want opposable thumbs, kind of, but I don't really care about being a monkey. You know. So, I think I'm just going to go with my favorite animal, and that is the kangaroo, because they, they got hops. You could be hopping around. Yeah. You want to be a kangaroo? And they're super like, strong, too. You want to be a wallaby? They're ripped, yeah. I want to be actually a wallaroo. Those are hybrid. Wallaroo. That's actually my favorite. You want to be like the buff daddy red kangaroos that are absolutely jacked? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Eight feet tall. They can kick through your stomach. What did Connor, what Connor, what did you settle on? I I didn't settle. Okay. Um, I would be, I'd probably be a gorilla because you still got opposable thumbs. You have some intelligence, like you can climb things. You're strong. So you live for a decent amount of time. I don't really know how long, I don't know how long gorillas live really, but seems like a decent answer. Well, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Yeah. That's great. Just you just gotta make sure that like whenever you drink the potion, you gotta make sure like the label is like completely like not it's oh, not all yeah. curled up so you can see like the full picture on there. Or you could get really confused and think yeah, it was yeah. like a skull or something. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I might would want to change my answer to a rat so that I can teach people how to cook. Mm. Pizza Pettigrew. <laughs> yeah. From Ratatouille. <laughs> you know Scabbers from Ratatouille. Scabbers. Gabagool. Is that the same character as Severus, the three-headed dog? <laughs> okay, that's a really, that's an actual story. We were at a flea market one time, and <laughs> we find that, I like to collect like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone specific memorabilia. I don't, collect a lot of it just, i just think it's interesting just that just that because it has its own little style to it like the first book yeah before yeah. the movies came out yeah um and i saw this like three-headed dog of fluffy and this guy the owner comes up and he's like oh yeah i picked that one up a couple weeks ago that's a pretty good thing man i think his name was like severus the three-headed dog <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'll take it. 
<laughs> no, I did not buy it because uh, we were cracking up and we left. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't get that one because his name was Severus. Yeah, Severus. I must be wrong. Wish.com version. <laughs> but, <laughs> Off brand. I think I got Severus back there. <laughs> Three at a dog. So you mentioned earlier the um, like the lab and everything that Yzma and Kronk has. Yeah. And one thing that we talk about on the show a lot is like scenes from movies that are like easily converted into a theme park ride. Yes. And in this movie, like they did not hide it whatsoever. They just made a roller coaster that yeah. they ride down into their secret lab. I thought that was Why funny. didn't they do that at Disney? <laughs> they could have easily turned that into something at Disney. They should I have mean, done that. They have yeah. alligators. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just like Yzma got just get a real one bit by an alligator. <laughs> yeah. The dog alligator. <laughs> I feel like they they could have, but yeah. since this movie flopped, yeah, kind of it. This the popularity didn't really take over until it was like released on DVD. Yeah, the home video sales were really high. It um, seems like it was such a drastic change, like we talked about earlier, like from what people expected from Disney movies. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it probably wasn't initially well received. And I think the only reason that this movie's popular now is because those kids that went through the you watch it if you got it phase, <laughs> they watched it because they had it. Yeah. Yeah. And now they love it. Um, so now they could do it in Prisoner Groove if they want to. And and yeah, even like the they could do like Cuscotopia for like a, you know, an, a section of like one of their yeah. water parks or yeah. something like that, you know? Everything's yeah. steep. Yeah. <laughs> precariously sat on top of a <laughs> tiny hill. Well, and that like, restaurant that they eat at, that could be one of the places in the park. Why isn't that a thing? Does that restaurant even have a name? It did have a name. It did have a name? I don't remember what All it is. All I remember so. is the dude just holding the plate as the like logo of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. I, I They referred it to it as the diner in the movie. Okay. There might be a sign out front or yeah. something in the movie. I can't remember. Anyways, if anything, they should at oh, least do a restaurant. Doesn't the the old lady that's the waitress, doesn't she say, welcome to... Yeah, yeah, she says something when they walk up. Uh, I can't remember what it is now. Because I'm not a true fan of Insert a clip here. Welcome to Mudka's Meat Hut, home of the mug. <laughs> so uh, you two have been to Sunday school, right? Sure. I just wanted to ask if you were going to take the path of righteousness or the path that rocks. <laughs> he, he's got a point, you know. <laughs> nah, listen, he's got a point. <laughs> point number one, just look at him. <laughs> what, what does this have to do with the mo- with, with anything? He's wearing a dress. Number two, take a look at this. He flexes or something. <laughs> look, look what I can do. I can do this. He's, Is that the only... He's got a they, point. Do they do the angel on the shoulder thing in Hercules too? No. Was this the only movie that, I feel like I've seen the angel on the shoulder in a lot of Disney movies? I was wondering I, where that was originated from. That has to be in Hercules. Her- Hercules is the might might could be nice <laughs> when they don't feed him the whole potion and mm-hmm. again with the pink potion. There you go. They yeah. stole it from. I wonder if that was the death potion that uh, when Kronk dropped it, it actually rolled back in history to go to Hercules, Whoa. <laughs> where Hades' little minions picked it up and tried to feed it to Hercules in a baby bottle. <laughs> Same color. What up with that pink 
pink drink. That pink drink. Pink drink. Um, back to the diner. Um, the decor and everything makes for the perfect like. You could have a section in in Epcot for it. Um, yeah, like Peru. That'd it's be like cool. if you made a really really blocky rainforest cafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it wouldn't take that many modifications. I mean, Disney, call, hit us up. You need to do this. I got a drill and a The food looks good. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're willing to help. You know, and one of the things I was noticing in watching it, because I hadn't seen it, was like, I liked a lot of the visuals of this movie and all the yeah. like, all the different backgrounds and the decor and stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Then there's like the scene in the beginning when mm-hmm. it zooms all the way out and there's a monkey. <laughs> yeah, ladybug. Like, not that far. <laughs> not that far. Back, back to me. But the opening of the movie, I remember that being like an iconic shot of like yes. him just like the sad llama in the rain. Yeah, framed up. <laughs> it's like, this is me. You know, one yeah. of those like, <laughs> probably wondering how <laughs> yeah. I got here. <laughs> yeah. uh, what were y'all's favorite scenes? What was your favorite part about the movie? Portion. Well, I will, I'll go first because it might not necessarily be like the best part of the movie. But the thing that I think of the most is just because it was in the trailer was them being like tied to the log and like about to go over the waterfall. And he's like, "Uh oh, don't tell me we're about to go over a huge waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Most likely. Bring it on. I just remember that from the trailer. Yeah. And so like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. That's that's uh-huh. just the scene that I always think of when I remember this movie because I, I that trailer had to be at the beginning of like so many movies we watched as a kid. Yeah, those kids are so funny actually. <laughs> I the sheer size of Pacha just Boulder. Gra- grabs his kids and they're like standing on his hands <laughs> with no <laughs> no resistance. Yeah. He could throw them to the moon. Yeah. Just. This this is a side note, but like, what was the scene where me and you were like laughing at? Like, Kronk was like holding something, and then he like <laughs> he like moved his hands, and he wasn't like holding on to it at all, but it was like still floating. I can't remember what she he was said, holding. Isma <laughs> Isma had just mixed up the death potion, okay. and it was in a, like a a tall flask okay. thing, and she hands it to him, and she's like, "Do you feel that, Kronk?" And oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Oh yeah," and he takes his I hand both hands off of it, and like. <laughs> Pats it with both hands yeah, he's like simultaneously. It. <laughs> and it's just floating in the air. <laughs> oh, man. The, the scene that I had completely forgotten about is when Yzma's pretending to be the emperor, or the empress, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there, and the, the peasant comes up. And she's like, and talking about his complaints, and she's like, what was it you're out of again? And he said, food. <laughs> well you should have thought about that before you decided to be poor <laughs> before you became peasants before you became peasants <laughs> completely butchered that that but you get the point yeah. Yeah. watch the movie <laughs> you really should have thought of that before you became peasants i would say my favorite scene is probably the bridge scene um, where they fall and then they're kind of like walking up back to back back yeah. to back and Scorpions. then he gets back up and he's like 
we're dead. We're dead. We survived, but we're dead. Oh, wrong movie. Um, <laughs> the uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. That, yeah. that was like yeah. so yeah. funny. That was in the yeah. trailer. But sure. I just remember being like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Walking back to back. I'm like, how is his legs not giving out? Pacha's is like 700 pounds. I, I never understood how he extended his neck and his neck didn't just yeah. snap. <laughs> just like an accordion. Llamas, are, llamas are strong, tough creatures. And, and how I was saying earlier, like, I didn't remember a whole lot about this movie. I was fully expecting this to be like Tommy Boy, but yeah, animated because of, of David Spade and like John Goodman. <laughs> but I just like, that's what I was expecting. And I remembered the scene of them like, um, when they're eating at the diner and there's like a scene of them. There's like a, there's a scene like that in Tommy boy too. Mm-hmm. Like they're eating at a diner. And I, I don't remember. I just remember them like yeah. going on a trip together and eating at a diner. I was like, this is going to be the animated Tommy boy. Well, there's that one sketch that he did like the, the air airplane attendant, flight attendant sketch yeah, on SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. that in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> um, but my favorite scene is the bridge scene. Probably cause it's just like a huge summary of the entire movie because it shows like all of their arguments and like their um like you could tell who is who in like the short 30 seconds to a couple minutes however long it is um shows like their separation as characters and as they're falling they literally have each other's backs and they have to help each other um climb up yeah. And it's just like that's the perfect summary of the movie. It's me. just like that is Cusco's character arc. Yeah. Like that whole scene completely contains his entire character arc. Yeah. Because just, it goes from the beginning of the scene, them shaking hands on it, to the end of the scene where he's like, I don't know, I might find somewhere else to build it. Yeah. <laughs> it it's beautiful. And you don't expect that. Yeah. When it's just like a funny movie, you don't expect you don't see this in Minions. That was the most boomer thing I've ever said. <laughs> you don't see that in Minions these days. <laughs> I love how at the end, like he never even like truly like apologizes. Yeah, right? he just like says like, "Oh, so you lied to me," you know, and like makes it seem like he changed his mind <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. like that. Oh, you know, I found a better place. You know, he's being a bit Which shaky. Is, it's like he he's changed, <laughs> but he's shaky. still like he's still. Kind of selfish. And... Um, should we go best quotes? Somebody's throwing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his. I feel like the most overrated ones, the ones that are like oversaid a lot, or you threw off my groove, or um, boom baby. Yeah, boom baby, or uh, the big one is no touchy. Right, goose goes boys, boys goose go. Anything crunk and yeah. the lever, yeah. the lever, squeakity, yeah. squeak, 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 squeakers, squeakity, squeakity. One that's like imprinted in my brain is, "You're just gonna have to trust me." That yeah. I don't. Yeah. I've, I said that a lot. I don't Was know that why. In the trailer, probably. I probably get all my quotes from me. the trailer. That stuck out to me also. And when I saw that scene, I was fully expecting that quote to like come back later. Yeah, like. And a reversal of like, th- like Cusco was gonna save him, and him saying like, "You're gonna have to yeah. trust me." 
Did that happen? Did I miss that? I don't. I don't think it did. I don't think it came back around. That's a fun fact. I didn't know that David Spade was Cusco because <laughs> I I hadn't thought about this movie since two <laughs> thousands, really, early two thousands, and hadn't seen it since then, probably. And then I've seen movies with David Spade in them since then, of course. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Rewatching it and knowing that it's David Spade, you just see David Spade yeah. the whole time as Cusco. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing you're not a big fat guy, or this would be really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's a Tommy Boy reference yeah. or something. Kronk <laughs> is the best character, right? Is that is that agreed upon, or what? What do we think? He is, but he does not get the Chicken Joe Award. Okay. That goes to Pacha. Yeah. Pacha, that boy turns the other cheek so many times in this movie. Mm. He could have left him for dead multiple times. He had multiple opportunities for his life to just move on without turning him back into a king. You know what? I'm going to help him even if he gets rid of my entire house or my community. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really cool. Uh, like going back to, like you said, the bridge scene. Like, after all that whole thing, he's like, okay, fall, you know, come on, let's go take you back home. He's like, are you still going to take me home? He's like, yeah, I shook on it, right? Like, yeah. it's like he made a promise he's going he's gonna to keep it. really yeah. honorable. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So maybe not the Chicken Joe Award necessarily. It's just like, he's a good friend. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wouldn't give Chicken Joe Award to Kronk either. Because, I mean, like, he's still like, he's still like a villain, right? Until he's, guy, he's like a villain if it was an innocent eight year old against his will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did you all watch the show in Prisoner School? I remember seeing a couple episodes, but I don't remember at all what they were about. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember Yzma having like twins or something that were just like her. Huh. Maybe they were like her nephews or something. But that's about it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it because I. I felt like. So we mentioned earlier, and we can talk about it in a minute, there's like the direct-to-DVD sequel, Kronk's New Groove. Yes. Which I haven't seen. Um, but like there's that, and then there's the TV show, Emperor's New School. But I felt like they made these like so many years after this movie. Like, like I feel like it wasn't a hit when it came out. Right. And like any hype that would have been behind it, I feel like, had passed. Kronk's New Groove came out in 2005. Yeah, and the show was like 2006. It ran from like 06 to 08. Yeah. So at that point, I was like in high school. I was like, I'm not watching <laughs> this watching show. <laughs> yeah. um, David Spade wasn't the voice yeah. anymore. And right yeah, on the show, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I mean, I guess it just speaks to the popularity of that <clears throat> character of Brock of like that they give him that like spinoff. But what what happens in that movie? Is there anything we should well, be aware of? All he ever wanted was a thumbs up from Poppy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. I, I've i seen this, and all I remember is he's trying to win the approval of his dad that comes to town. Yes. And Yzma comes back somehow and is trying to sell some, like, Fountain of Youth potion. Yeah. That's all I remember. Okay. There's some camp scene, too. There, Yeah. Okay. And so it's like, this one's, like, from the storyline how Cusco's kind of telling a story. Mm-hmm. It starts with Kronk, and he's telling his Lion story. King one and a half. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, he's the chef, he's working at the diner, and he's sitting, it ends up, 
Like it starts with him sitting covered in cheese. Just an explosion of cheese. I remember that. And he's okay. sitting there and it's like, how did he get here? <laughs> and so then he goes back and tells the back, like okay. yeah. really far backstories. And like one of the backstory, and it's like multiple backstories instead okay. of one backstory that is Emperor's New Groove. Like that's, he just goes straight into his one backstory. <laughs> I bet y'all can't guess what the Rotten Tomato score is. Uh, one. <laughs> of what? Kronk's New Groove. Kronk's New Groove. Probably 14%. 42. Zero. <laughs> I thought I'm zero. I didn't think you could do that. I didn't know you could get a zero. It's a zero on the tomato meter, and it's got a 44 audience score. That's insane. That's pretty bad for That's an audience so score, bad. too. I thought Master of Disguise had at least 1%. Like, <laughs> it says zero. Sheesh. That's bad. Yeah. I feel like the only reason I like this movie is because it was like my first DVD. Mm. That was mine. Yeah. And so I watched That's it. That's fair. But... He sells. Hey, you like, watched it. I mean, stitch the it. movie. You watch it because you got it. <laughs> you watch it because you got it, and or you watch it because it was in the five dollar bin. That's also true. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. All right, continue. And, and yeah. so Kronk's sitting in this cheese, and he decides to tell his life story. And he's like, "Well, how did I get here with no friends and no nobody that likes me? And I'm going to be a disappointment to my father." And so. The whole premise is that his dad's coming to town and he wants to get a thumbs up from Poppy. A literal thumbs up. Well, a literal <laughs> thumbs up. And so, because his dad's like a shorter, gray-haired version of Kronk, <laughs> that's like super gruff <laughs> and just mean. And Kronk's always been softer, like he likes to cook and he like, yeah. is like to stuffed animals. And his dad was like, you need to be a man. He does like bird watching and, and stuff. Yeah, and he know? likes bird watching and stuff. <laughs> And so, like, starts with the story. He's doing something with Yzma, and Yzma's like, we're selling the Fountain of Youth in a bottle. And so all the old people, like, the guy that gets kicked out the window in the beginning <laughs> Piglet. of... Piglet. <laughs> Piglet. Yeah. yeah. That's actually him. That Is was like, it really? Um, that's actually his... It was his last animated... It was his last film uh, that he did. Wow. But it was his first film that he did playing a human. That's cool. Wow. Continue. And so it's like that guy, that old man, and then like all of the old community is like, it's talking about them and they're selling these fountain of youths. And so he's selling the vials to him and it like gets them hooked. And it's like, it's supposed to be like they're drug addicts. And that guy, <laughs> the old guy's like naked and like just trying to get another one. Mm. And Kronk's like, got a thing that's like putting together that this crazy old guy that's naked is the same is the same guy that's the nice old man and he's like oh i've really hurt my friends and so like kronk had this mansion and everything that he had gotten from making all the money off of these old people and he turns it into a retirement like home and so he gets he does it and he's nice for all them and he like sets him up and that's like one of the stories how it like comes around and then it goes to the campsite like he's three different he's like yeah it's like a bunch of stories and so he like goes to like 
Squeaker McSqueakin, uh-huh. whatever the Squirrel Scout or whatever okay. he was. Yeah. Squirrel Scout. <laughs> and Junior Chipmunks. <laughs> he's doing that, and he's the the Junior Chipmunks, and they're camping, and it's the the classic like Boy Scout playoff that movies do, mm-hmm. and. He does like there's like a competition, and the the Girl Scout version is there also, and her name is Miss Birdwell, mm. and he like has this romantic yep. relationship, mm. and then Pacha's little dumb son ends <laughs> up cheating and putting itch powder <laughs> in something, and Miss Birdie was like, "You knew about this," and Kronk's all sad about it, mm. and so they're like, ah. And they break up. Uh. And so then he's like, basically from there, he's like, I've got no friends. Nobody likes me. And then turns out that Pacha's little son and Pacha's wife and everything are like, well, we'll help him out. Like, we want to make him look successful for when his dad comes because he's so nice to us. And so they go, they dress up like his, like, the kids dress up as like his wife. The old people come and they're dressed up as his wife. Mm-hmm. And so he can impress Poppy. And then they're there. It all turns into chaos. And then Poppy's like, yay, you actually have friends. Like you have a successful <laughs> restaurant. And he's like, thumbs up. And Miss Birdwell comes back at the end and he's like, oh, love okay. story. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, does that make you, does Connor's review make you want to watch this movie? Kronk's New Groove? Yes. I think so. I think I'd watch it because I, I, I think Kronk is the best character. Yes. I mean, him and Yzma are, it's a good duo. Although spinoffs are not usually a great option. Yeah. But if anything, I want to watch it again to see how it got a 0% <laughs> yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I want to watch it again just to see how bad it is mm-hmm. because... It's like we'll do a Patreon exclusive right after this. It's so many like just overly corny like cliche movie things mm-hmm. that it just beats to death. And so it's it's obviously bad to an older person, but it, you wonder how bad it is when you haven't watched yeah. it since you were a child. <laughs> yeah. It's probably garbage. It's probably the worst. Because Emperor's New Groove got 86 critic score. Oh, wow. An audience score of 84. <laughs> um, that's, that's insane. Do you guys have any, any final thoughts on Emperor's New Groove? Can we talk about the thing I hate the most? When Yzma tries to... Pacha's daughter's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> the, the palm trees for hair. Man, I hate that. <laughs> the like the funny like adult joke of Isma like raising up her dress and they're like, Oh, oh yeah. And oh, then okay. it's just a knife. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> Do you have a letterboxed review for this movie? Connor, that would be a score out of out of five stars, what would you, what would you rate? You can do half stars as well. Movie? Yeah, I'd probably give it a a three and a half. Okay. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That, that that's low. That's pretty low. That's no, pretty not low. for me. You think so? No. I mean, three is average for me. It's. Yeah. It's probably like, it's not 
a, it's not a classic, so it doesn't fit into that like classic spot. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but it's not like something you want to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. it also has the nostalgia, so it's better than average. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's not like like four stars. Even something that's like, wow, I want to like I could watch that a couple times in a row mm-hmm. and not be like completely mm-hmm. bored of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's quite there. I think you could watch it like a month in between mm-hmm. and it'd be funny. But I feel like it's too, like it's it's so much of the same type of humor. Mm-hmm. And it's that, repetitive. Yeah. And it's sort of repetitive. And chaotic. But I, I think it's overall like it's a good movie. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very watchable movie. Yeah. That like it's, it's nostalgic enough that you're like, wow. I remember this and like all the different things and how it made you feel as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that makes it better than average, but not good enough to hit that like four star rating mm. for me. Okay. Yeah, so Jeremy? my scale is a little different. Like if it's, I can still really love the movie and still give it a 2.5. Oh no. For me, a 2.5 is like, I don't recommend you watch. Like I movie. don't like it. <laughs> yeah. That, so like, and that's fifty percent. Three, yeah. Like, yeah. Three is like I don't have an opinion of it. Yeah. Two point five is I don't really like it mm. that much. Um, and then three point five is like I like it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of average. Yeah. Um, four is like that's a good movie right there, mm-hmm. and five is just knocked out of the park. Yeah. I think I agree with the three and a half because mm. this this movie is good movie. But it's not like I don't have a not. I have a positive opinion of it, not just a regular average. So I'm going three and a half. Um, I'm very surprised by these scores. <laughs> That's like <laughs> if then there's you can't all, get every. There's also the movies that are like so nostalgic mm-hmm. that it makes them a four. Yeah, like yes. regardless of whether it's rewatchable mm-hmm. or not, it's like it hits that four rating, and then you have your fives mm-hmm. that are like. This is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Hmm. So what do you think? Well, all right. So he's going for this is where. <laughs> uh, so even though I've thought this movie is overrated, I've never disliked this movie. I've never tried to convince someone that it's a bad movie. Like I was like, oh, it's funny. It's good. Like I like it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um. I was fully prepared to give this a four out of five to make yeah. reparations to <laughs> my past self. But I do feel like three and a half is probably where it truly sits. Yeah. And I just yeah. feel like I can't give it a four if you guys are going three and a half. I'll go, I'll go back up to four. I, I regretted it when I said three and a half. Yeah. Because I, I basically it, defined my idea for four and then I said what that was. <laughs> I was like, it's so. It's more of like a 3.75. Yeah, I, I like agree. I agree. like it's not quite the like three point five where you're. <laughs> I don't want to watch this repeatedly, mm-hmm. but it's quotable enough and funny enough in its own style. I think the quotes bump it up to the four. Yeah. I think that's yeah, it's a staple. Yeah, it's well, it's got staples. There's not many staples that are under four, so I'm going four. Well, like I said, it probably does sit more at like a three and a half level for me. But I gotta I gotta reparations, reparations for. <laughs> For my past, my the sins of my past, and I'm giving it a four out of five. I do, I do enjoy this movie. 
Yeah, you haven't done your Karen Karen review. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> I don't. Do you have a Karen review for Kronk's new groove? <laughs> uh, this one's from Pam Gelman from Common Sense Media. Hmm. This is for Kronk's new groove. Okay. Great voice talents, but weak storyline, and frankly, not much groove. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget the groove. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Connor, for coming on the show. Yeah. Keep on listening. Keep giving us the feedback on our episodes. Just and li- come back on a future episode anytime. That'd be great. Just let us Thanks know. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Cusco. He's king of the world. <laughs> Uh, another day, another staple. Well, everyone, our only question left is, what's your favorite inside quote from Emperor's New Groove? Let us know on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. And if you haven't followed us, go ahead and do that and let us know if there are any movies you want us to cover on the show. Ooh. Now, Connor, this one was your pick. Uh, so I think next week it's Jonathan's pick. So, yeah, next week we'll be covering, as always, another staple of our childhood. And here's a clip. Excuse me, Dr. Jones? Yes? Um, I just had a question on Hargrove's normative culture model. Forget Hargrove. Okay. Read Ver Gordon Child on diffusionism. He spent most of his life in the field. I want to be a good archaeologist. You gotta get out of the library! Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. And our music was done by Alex Bird. And we would love it if you left us a five-star review. And if you do, we promise to read it here on the show. But more importantly, five-star review, and we'll give you two tickets to Cusco-topia. Whoa. I don't think he's selling tickets, but I'm selling tickets. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed us talking about our childhood staples just as much as we have, and Connor's childhood staples. Um, and if you did, make sure you hit follow up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Also, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Until next week. Connor, you want to say it? Until next week. We'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. Boom, baby. Oh, and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the staples of our childhood. This is episode 88, and I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. Jeremy, uh, can you record a, uh, can you hold my phone for a second and record it? I just want to make a quick TikTok. Of course, of course. Oh, thank you, kind soul. It's already recording and ready to go. <laughs> ready? You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Quack, quack, everybody. Oh. <laughs>